0: Welcome to Fearful, the podcast that takes you on a thrilling journey through the world of mysteries, paranormal phenomena, and all things terrifying. We will explore eerie tales of haunted places, unsolved crime, inexplicable events, and supernatural encounters. So embrace the fear and unravel the mysteries that lie beyond. My name is Jacko, and this is Fearful. It's amazing, isn't it? Civilization, I mean. The progression of technology and the evolution of the world's technological advancements from merely only 10 years ago to today is absolutely remarkable. I imagine that within another 10 years, things will be even more unrecognizable than they are today. Who knows where it will take us. It seems time does not stop for anybody. No matter how hard one resists, the world just keeps moving forward. I assume that is a good thing, really. At least in the long run, perhaps with all the advancements, we could one day hold the cure for cancer in the palm of our hands and explore all the unknown corners of the world, even into the deepest parts of the ocean. Yet, with all the advancements, the growths of civilizations, and the human connections there still exists in this world... A truly untouched tribe. Yes, you heard me correct. Out there in the world right now is a tribe of indigenous peoples who have had no contact with electronics and modern technology. In fact, they are so secluded from the world around them that they are currently within the Stone Age. Hidden away, in the vast expanse of the Bay of Bengal, lies a place untouched by the hands of time. Here, nestled within the small, isolated, northern Sentinel Island, resides a tribe unlike any other. Known only as the Sentinelese. Picture a remote paradise. 46 kilometers west of the bustling Adaman capital Port Blair. Sitting in the ocean, isolated. A haven untouched by the hustle and bustle of modern civilization this north sentinel island stretches out with its boundaries marked by a rough, square outline encompassing approximately 59.67 square kilometers of pristine wilderness. Along its water's edge holds a narrow strip of seashore just 45 meters wide. It gives way to a dense, tropical evergreen forest teeming with life. Surrounding the island is a coral reef beneath the waves, while overhead the tropical sun casts its golden rays upon this secluded sanctuary. But what truly sets the sentinelese apart who inhabit this island is their steadfast refusal to engage with the outside world. Unlike their neighboring tribes, such as the great Adamanses, or the Jawas, the Sentinelese have shunned all attempts at contact, responding to outsiders with distrust, fear, and aggression. Over the years, countless attempts to bridge the divide have ended in tragedy, as the Sentinelese have met intruders with unyielding hostility even resorting to violence to protect their isolation. Despite the curiosity of the outside world, the Sentinelese remain an enigmatic figure. Their population, a subject of speculation and debate, as no rigorous census has ever been conducted. Estimates range from as low as 15 individuals to as high as 500 with most falling somewhere between 50 and 200 for population. What little we do know about their way of life paints a picture of simplicity. As hunter-gatherers, they rely on the bounty of the land and sea, using spears or bows and arrows to hunt terrestrial wildlife and employing rudimentary methods to harvest local seafood, from mud crabs to molluscan shells. The first ever recorded encounter with the Sentinelese was in 1771 when the East India Company's vessel, the Diligent, chanced upon the island and observed a curious sight, a multitude of flickering lights along the shorelines. Yet curiosity yielded to caution and the crew Chose not to investigate further, leaving the secrets of the island shrouded in darkness for the time being. Fast forward to October 1867, during a late summer monsoon when fate cast a group of unfortunate souls upon the shores of North Sentinel. A merchant vessel floundered on the reef, marooning its passengers and crew on the island's sandy beaches. Initially, it all seemed well as they reached safety. But soon, they found themselves confronted by a startling sight. A group of islanders, nude, their bodies painted red, armed with bows and arrows, chased them down. In this sudden onslaught, it prompted a frantic retreat by the ship's captain. Days later, rescued by a passing brig, the captain recounted tales of their harrowing encounter with the islanders, who had vanished just as they had appeared. In 1880... Spurred by a desire to establish contact with the elusive Sentinelese, Royal Navy Officer Maurice Vidal Portman led an expedition to North Sentinel Island. As they set foot on the shores, the islanders faded into the dense foliage, evading their grasp. Undeterred Portman's men scoured the island, stumbling upon abandoned villages and winding paths. Finally, they managed to capture six individuals, an elderly man, a woman, and four children. Tragically, once they were brought back to the mainland, illness claimed the lives of the elder pair, while the children fell gravely ill. In a gesture of goodwill. Portman sent them back to the homeland with gifts aplenty, hoping to sow the seeds of friendship amidst their actions. In 1896, a convict's daring escape from the penal colony on Great Adamin Island led his raft to drift to the shores of North Sentinel. His body was discovered days later by a search party trying to locate him. He had been pierced by several arrows and his throat cut clean. Over the next 60 years, sporadic attempts at contact were met with very limited success. Then in 1956, recognizing the need to protect the Sentinelese way of life, the Indian government declared North Sentinel Island a tribal reserve imposing strict regulations prohibiting travel within three nautical miles and photography within the vicinity. Armed patrols maintained a vigilant watch, warding off intruders and preserving the island's sanctity against the tides of change. However, in 1991, A team, led by Indian anthropologist Matahumala Chattopadhyay, was granted permission to embark on a series of expeditions, marking the first instance of peaceful contact with this reclusive tribe. In January, the Sentinelese made history by approaching the party without their customary weaponry in hand. As offerings of coconuts were exchanged, a tentative rapport began to blossom, bridging the divide between two vastly different cultures. Yet, even as curiosity drew the Sentinelese closer to the shore, a cautious distance was maintained as the party remained in their boats drifting through the shallow waters, only watching, tossing the coconuts to be retrieved from a safe distance. The team returned to North Sentinel Island then in February, greeted once again by the sight of the Sentinelese, eagerly this time boarding their dinghies to collect the sacks of coconuts from hand to hand passing. Over the following years, a series of contact expeditions continued to unfold. Yet despite their best efforts, most attempts at direct interaction were met with resistance as the Sentinelese maintained a wary distance. Nevertheless, everyone wanting to establish contact harbored concerns about inadvertently harming the Sentinelese or disrupting their way of life. Ultimately, it led to the abandonment of the contact missions for nearly a decade. Still, though, the Indian government remains steadfast in its commitment to respecting the Sentinelese autonomy, intervening only in cases of dire necessity, such as natural disasters or the threat of poachers. The story of the North Sentinel Island and its visitors' encounters with the inhabitants has yet to end, however. In fact, from here the story begins to take a much more grim turn. Two Indian fishermen, Sundar Raj and Pandit Tiwari, met a grim fate on a day in January of 2006. Their boat drifting towards the island, fishing in illegal waters. Suddenly, their boats anchored failed and they drifted closer to the shore and they found themselves at the mercy of the sentinel whose fierce protectiveness of their land led to a brutal confrontation. With axes in hand, the islanders attacked the fisherman's vessel, claiming their lives in a harrowing display of territorial defense. The men's lifeless bodies were then strung up On the beach, via sticks, akin to a scarecrow in a farmer's field. They were faced out to sea, as if warning anyone else who may find their way to the waters around the island not to step upon its shore. Efforts to retrieve the bodies were met with further hostility, as Coast Guard helicopters dispatched for the task faced a barrage of arrows and spears from the Sentinelese, forcing a hasty retreat. In the aftermath, the local community grappled with the conflicting sentiments over whether the islanders should be prosecuted for the killings, highlighting the complex ethical and legal dilemmas surrounding interactions with the isolated tribe. Years passed, with the islanders being left to their home. But in November of 2018, a new chapter unfolded, marked by the arrival of a young American missionary named John Allen Chow. Driven by his faith and a desire to share the name of Jesus Christ with the world, John embarked on a journey to North Sentinel Island, intent on making contact with the Sentinelese and spreading the message of Christianity. John had paid local fishermen to transport him to the island shores within about 500 meters, where he then paddled a canoe to the water's edge and attempted to communicate with the tribe. He offered gifts and began singing worship songs in a bid to bridge the cultural divide. Yet his efforts were met with a mixture of curiosity, amusement, and, of course, hostility. Undeterred, John persisted, returning to the island for multiple visits. But tragically, on his third and final visit to the island... On November 17th, the fishermen witnessed John's lifeless body being dragged down the beach by the Sentinelese tribe, with his remains ultimately being abandoned on the water's edge. Despite calls for justice, the authorities refrained from asserting charges against the Sentinelese, recognizing the complexity of the situation. Ultimately, John's remains were unable to be collected. And so, the North Sentinel Island has since been left in solace with the inhabitants who call it home, living without connection to the outside world. It seems at least for now it will remain the place untouched, a testament. To the Enduring Power of Isolation in a World that Grows Ever Smaller with Each and Every Single Passing Day. Selling a little or a lot?